Radio Comedy Podcast. Welcome to Episode 4 of Season 5 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Today's show is the episode The Liberty Bell Party from the Sad Sack, originally broadcast on August 14th, 1946, and starring Herb Vigran, Jim Bacchus, Sandra Gould, and Ken Christie. Sit back and enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sad Sack. Out of the pages of Yank, the Army Weekly, comes the hero of World War II. Beloved character, The Sad Sack. Created by George Baker and written for radio by Arthur Stander and Charles Eisen. Old Gold Cigarette, the treasure of them all. Old Gold is proud to present The Sad Sack, featuring Herb Vigran. Mr. Twitchell still hasn't wavered in his decision that Sadsack must not call on his daughter Lucy until Sadsack has a decent job. We find our unhappy veteran discussing this with his boarding house roommate, Chester Fenwick. Chester, I don't know what's the matter with me. I just can't seem to get a decent job. Uh, what about that ad you answered yesterday? Uh, you know, for that job at a cocktail lounge? Oh, it was no good. They just wanted somebody to go around with a sponge and sop up spilled drinks. Uh, what did they offer to pay you? Ten dollars a week and squeezing. <laughs> Lucy wouldn't be impressed with a job like that. I had to turn it down. But sad sack, when jobs are tough to get, you take anything. Look at the job I had a few months ago. A goodwill man and a delicatessen. <laughs> a goodwill man and a delicatessen? Yeah, before they served the tongue sandwiches, I inspected the tongue to see that they weren't sticking out nasty. <laughs> But I have to have a job that has a little importance to it, so Lucy and her father will respect me. Wait a minute, Sack. Why waste your time trying to get an ordinary job? You're a veteran. Why don't you apply for a job working for the city? Boy, there's nothing softer than getting on the city payroll. But, Chester, what kind of a job could I get with the city? Well, you, you could get on the fire department. Gee, I don't know whether I'd like that. Oh, it's an exciting life. You go to a raging fire, fight your way through the smoke and flame, and when it's all over... You're back at the firehouse, sitting around with the boys and throwing unguantine at each other. <laughs> no, Chester, I have the wrong attitude to be a fireman. I'd rather just open a door than chop my way through it. Well, there's, there's the police force. They pay nice money. In fact, I almost became a cop myself. Well, why didn't you? I couldn't pass the physical. My arches were too high. <laughs> You, you would have made a good policeman, too. You're so big. Yes, and I'm a bully, too. <laughs> Look, aren't 
there any other jobs on the city payroll besides the firemen and policemen? Oh, sure there are, Sack. There's the health department, street cleaning department, building inspection, lots of jobs. Look, look, why don't you just go down to City Hall, see what's open, and apply? Yes, that's a good idea, Chester. After all, I have nothing to lose. You're right, I'll go down to City Hall. Say, maybe I could get a chicken inspector's job. I already got the badge. Oh, uh, miss, I-, I was told that this is where I apply for a job with the city. Oh, you're a veteran, aren't you? Well, there are two jobs open. One is children's playground director, and the other is city insect exterminator. However, there's already someone in the reception room waiting to be interviewed for the playground director's position. Well, I'd rather apply for insect exterminator's job anyway. I prefer to work with insects. They're much quieter than children. <laughs> well, I hope you've had experience with insect extermination, because the interviewer will want to know your qualifications for the position. Now, just step into the reception room. Thank you. Oh, Miss Smith, uh, what's my next interview? Children's Playground Director. All right. Oh, I hope it's someone with child care experience. Uh, you there. Come into my office for your interview. A- am I next? There was a- another fellow here who stepped out to get a drink of water. Please, I have no time to waste. Come in. Yes, ma'am. Now, about this position, I hope you realize it's one of great responsibility. Now, tell me, what is your method of handling the little ones when they become unruly? Oh, spray them good with DDT. (laughs) What did you say? I said spray them with DDT. Unless there's just a few of them, then you can just stamp on them with your feet. (laughs) You would be out of your mind, the idea. Why, their parents would be in an uproar over this. Oh, no, the first ones you exterminate are the parents. (laughs) That way they can't have any more little ones for you to worry about. Young men, either you're crazy or there's a misunderstanding here. I'm talking about boys and girls. Oh, I don't care if they're male or female. I just kill them all. (laughs) Young man, if this is your idea of a joke, it's not very amusing. Now, get out of my office at once and stay out. But, but, but I don't understand. Get out of here before I call a policeman. All right, I'm going. Gee, no wonder they got so many bugs in this town. When they got a woman up there protecting them. And then, Chester, she told me to get out of her office. Ah, fine thing. But I knew they'd throw you out. Back as you left, I said to myself, Chester, they won't give that boy a chance. They'll throw him out. That's what I said to myself. Oh. Then why did you let me go? Why should I believe it? It came from an unreliable source. <laughs> you want to know why you didn't get that city job? Politics. You've got to have political contacts, influence. Everybody knows that Liberty Bell political machine runs this town. Excellent. All the big officials in this town owe their jobs to the Liberty Bell machine. Take Judge Peterson. He's a member of the Liberty Bell party, and it doesn't matter who runs against him. Why, he's been sitting on the bench for ten years. Oh, I can believe it. I hear he's a very calloused man. <laughs> and, and that's just, just the least of it. Take Mayor Newball. The Liberty Bell machine owns him body and soul. And two worst assets I've never heard of. But... But, Chester, I thought Mayor Newbold was doing a lot of good. So the people could have cheap water power, he had a great big dam built. Yeah, but don't you think he should have first found out we didn't have a river to go with it? (laughs) 
Chester, in a project amounting to millions of dollars, a person is bound to overlook something. <laughs> Besides, the dam isn't a total loss. Everybody uses it to play handball again. <laughs> Why, it's disgusting. Every time they hand out a contract for public works, the mayor gets a cut. And behind the mayor and everybody else, there's always the Liberty Bell machine. Well, in that case, I guess there isn't any chance of me getting a city job just by applying for it. Of course there isn't. But we're not going to take this lying down. We're going over to Liberty Bell headquarters and ask them to get you on the city payroll. What, do you think they'll do it? Well, why shouldn't they? If that bunch of grafters can't give a veteran a job, then there's something wrong with dirty politics. Come on, we'll go right over there. Oh, we gotta face it. The Liberty Bell machine is facing a crisis. All over the country, ex-GIs are winning elections and throwing over the old party machine. Hey, 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 I don't understand what you worry about the vets for. I don't understand. I thought it, I thought it was Judge Saunders, the reform group's candidate for me that you was worried about. That's the point, Joe. The point exactly. The town wants a reform mayor. They're sick of us. If we run New Bowl again, we'll lose for sure. What we got to do is take advantage of the trend and put up a veteran so as we can get the veteran vote. Yeah, yeah, but where are you going to get a veteran control like Newball? Where? Them vets ain't so dumb. They want houses and decent jobs and other non-essentials. After <laughs> <laughs> all, after all, we, we first got to build that new racetrack before we can buy with the whims of, whims of homeless people. <laughs> Look... I admit the vets are pretty smart boys, but there's got to be a dumb one we can find. After all, there are dumb civilians. And what's a veteran? Just a civilian with a lapel button and no home. <laughs> well, but it ain't going to be easy to find a vet dumb enough for us to control, no. And unless we're sure, there's no use in talking uh, about oh, it. Oh, excuse me, but the uh, fellow outside told us you men were the big boys around here. Why, uh, yes. Uh, what's on your mind? Gentlemen... I'd like to tell you about a veteran of four years' service in the South Pacific. Five battle stars, an honorable service record, a unit citation, and what happened to him? Gosh, Chester, what happened to him? Quiet, I'm talking about you, you jerk. Well, well, what happened to him? Yeah, what happened to me? Uh, he, he, no, he went down to City Hall. <laughs> This soldier, this defender of democracy, and he asked for a job working for the city he loves, and the city he fought for, the city he died for. Chester, I'm not dead. Well, then move once in a while and keep me posted. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, when he asked for this job, did he get it? Did he? No, he didn't. I was there. <laughs> Well, why bother us about this? Why, everybody knows the Liberty Bell machine runs this town and controls the city jobs. Now, this boy has to have a political job. He's too dumb to be anything but a politician. <laughs> Please, Chester, don't tell them I'm dumb. That won't make them want to give me a job. Uh, wait a minute, gentlemen. Joe, did you hear that? A veteran been overseas four years, got battle stars. Yeah, 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 and he's a real ignoramus. He's a real ignoramus. Yeah. He'll make a fine mayor, fine. <clears throat> My boy, your friend has convinced us that it is our duty to you as a veteran to get you started in a position with the city. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm willing to do anything you can suggest. Oh, that's fine. Just the man we need. But why start off with some insignificant little job? 
Well, that's, that's mighty nice of you. After all, if you have something a shade above starting at the bottom, it would be nice. Uh, uh, just what position did you have in mind for him? The Liberty Bell Party is going to run him in the coming election as their candidate for the office of mayor. Oh, that's fine. I think... I don't care. Well, well, why shouldn't the next mayor be a veteran? Why? Most of our young citizens today are veterans. It just shows that the Liberty Bell machine gives the people what they want. Why, well, I, I still don't get it. We walk in, I say a few words, and now he's going to be a mayor. Hey, what a salesman I must be. My gosh, who knows? If I don't keep my big mouth shut, he's liable to become president. Can this be true? Sad sack for mayor? Oh, this is one campaign I don't want to miss. Well, as hard as it is to believe, the Liberty Bell Party, for reasons best known to us, is actually going to run Sadsack for mayor. At the moment, we find Sadsack at his boarding house with Chester and their landlady, listening to an announcement of same on the radio. And so bending to the will of the public, the public which the Liberty Bell Party always serves, they announced today their intention to run for the office of mayor a dark horse candidate, a combat veteran of four years in the Pacific, Sadsack. And this winds up our five o'clock summary of the news. Now, a word from our sponsor, Lady Lasbourne Hotcake. You have just been listening to the noted news analyst, Drew Gruskin. Mr. Gruskin's views are his own, and in no way express the views of Lady Lasbourne Hotcakes. For Lady Lasbourne Hotcakes are non-political and delicious. <laughs> Lady Lasbourne Hotcakes contain no minerals, no vitamins, no uranium. <laughs> it's just 100% pure hotcake So don't forget Well, well, that's enough of that Well, it's true I can't believe it, but it's true I heard them say it Sad sack for mayor Of course it's true Gosh, wait till Lucy and Mr. Twitchell hear I'm running for mayor They'll have respect for me now uh, Sack, enough of this idle talk we, We've got to get busy We've got to plan your campaign Your, your, your platform Yes, I've got to get a campaign slogan. Let's see. Oh, I know. I shall return. What is that? Well, General MacArthur was very successful with it. <laughs> no, let, forget the slogan. Now, what's important is, what are you going to do? What changes are you going to make? Well, for one thing, I'm going to be an honest mayor. The first thing I'm going to do is clean this town up. You really think the town needs cleaning up? Certainly. Only this morning I ran my finger along the curb and looked. Dust! Well, I didn't know you meant that kind of a cleanup, but at least it's different. While other politicians are appealing to the man on the street, you'll be the first one to appeal to the man in the gutter. <laughs> yes, and, and I've got other changes to make as mayor. Look at the school system, for instance. What's wrong with it? It's all wrong. The idea of little kiddies going to school in the daytime when they should be out in the bright sunshine. Well, uh, what would you suggest? I'd have them in school at night when there is no sun. <laughs> Say from, uh, from eight at night until three in the morning. <laughs> uh, kindergarten only until two in the morning. But when would the children sleep? During their classes. I'm not going to change that. <laughs> Zach, the important thing is that you be an honest mayor. 
No graft, no dirty politics, no gravy job for friends, no payoff to pals, no... By the way, what have you got in mind for me? Hmm, I wondered when this was going to start. This I prefer not to hear. But, Chester, you said yourself that as mayor I shouldn't give jobs to friends. No, I, I can't do it. Well, then forget the friendship. Give me a job and I'll hate you. Well, I, I suppose I could give you a small job in the license bureau. Oh, come, come. You can give me a bigger job. I'll hate you more than that. Say, how about making me a police commissioner? Mm. Well, we'll talk about it later, Chester. Right now, I just want to think about being mayor. <laughs> Gosh, Lucy, you'll be the first lady of the city. Zedzek, I'm glad you're home. I want to talk to you. Why, Mr. Twitchell and Lucy. Hello, Zedzek. Well, Lucy, I guess I've proved I've got the stuff to be a success. When they pick you for mayor, you have to have something on the ball. That's what I want to talk to you about. Zedzek, don't you realize they're just using you as a dupe? Mr. Twitchell, don't you mean dope? <laughs> That's not a correction, merely an addition. <laughs> well, what's this all about? You should be congratulating Zedzek. Don't you understand, Chester? The Liberty Bell Party is losing power, so they're trying to steal the veterans' vote. That's right, but they want a veteran they can control so they can continue with their dirty politics. They want a dope. Mr. Twitchell, don't you mean dupe? <laughs> but uh, why are you so interested, Mr. Twitchell? Because I'm a committee member of the reform group. We want to see Judge Saunders get in as mayor and clean this town up. This town really needs it. <laughs> You're right, Mr. Twitchell. I was just pointing out to Chester how dusty the curbs are. Don't you see, Sad Sack? They think they can exploit your record as a soldier to win the election for them and beat the mayor this town really needs, Judge Saunders. And once you become mayor, they wouldn't let you open your mouth. Their torpedoes and hoodlums would bully you into doing things their way. Gosh, Mr. Twitchell, Lucy, I didn't know this. I know what I'll do. I'll refuse to run. Sad Sack. This town won't forget you for this. Yes, dear. I have more respect for you right now than if you had become mayor. No, no. Hey, wait a minute. If you really feel so strongly about getting Judge Sanders in, why have Sadzak withdraw as a candidate? What do you mean, Chester? Well, if Sadzak withdraws, they're liable to pull the wool over the eyes of another veteran and get him to run for mayor. No, no. The only way to defeat the Liberty Bell machine is to let Sadzak run, but make sure he's a bad candidate. We'll handle his campaign... We'll write his speeches, and we'll make sure he loses votes. Chester, you've got an idea there. The Liberty Bellers are having a big rally in a few days. Sad Sack can substitute our speech for the one they give him and really turn the voters against him. Oh, but I don't know whether the boy can do it. It takes acting. Oh, don't worry. I'll get up there and give them everything I've got. I'll make them think I'm a jerk. I'm wrong. He can do it. <laughs> Chester, what a great piece of political strategy this is. And now, citizens of our glorious city... The Liberty Bell Party would like to present its candidate for mayor, a newcomer to politics, but a veteran at fighting for freedom, our G.I. Choice, that's that! 
Hey, sad sack, you got that speech we wrote for you? Oh, I got a different one I'm going to make, Mr. Hooley. What? But listen, you can't Please, do... please, there's no time to argue. <clears throat> uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, do you want a fool for mayor? No! Do, do you want a weakling for mayor? No! Do you want a coward for mayor? No! Well, elect me and you'll have all three. <laughs> In fact, uh, fellow citizens, if you have any brains at all... You'll vote for Judge Saunders on the reform ticket. I know I'm going to. Sad sack, what are you trying to do? You're a fool. I know it. I just told the people that. <laughs> uh, to uh, continue, ladies and gentlemen, uh, most politicians promise you everything and give you nothing. But not me. I promise you nothing and I'll live up to it. <laughs> so... So, if you want a man who will really do something for you, vote for Judge Saunders, who has... Oh, Sack, Sack, you were, you were wonderful. If that speech didn't succeed in making you unpopular, I, I don't know what could. Nobody in their right mind would vote for you now. Yes. Did you see how mad Ed Hooley, the Liberty Bell boss, was? Gee, I just got out of there in time. Oh, I can't wait to hear... Why, Mr. Twitchell, what's the matter? I can't believe it. I can't understand it. It's impossible. Uh, give me an aspirin. No, better not. Give me poison. Why, what's wrong? You ought to be happy over Sack's speech last night. Happy? Look at these newspapers. Town goes mad over G.I. candidate. Any man honest enough to admit his shortcomings will make a more honest mayor than this town has ever had. Sad sack shows the wit and decision of another Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln? Gee, do you think they'll ever put my head on a penny? I don't know, but you got the right size head for it. <laughs> Chester, we're in a mess. The whole idea boomeranged on us. Sad sack's the most popular candidate the town's ever had. I'll get it. Hello, Sansack speaking. Hello, Sansack. This is Ed Hooley. I want to apologize for last night. I didn't realize what you were up to, my boy. Oh, what a politician you are. The newspapers ate it up. You're a sense to be our next mayor. Well, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Chief, goodbye. That was Ed Hooley to congratulate me. I guess we are in a mess. We've got to do something to save this election. Now, wait a minute. There's still time left to make Sadsack unpopular. Now, let's think. One of the things that politicians do to make themselves popular is that we can reverse. They kiss babies. Like... Don't be silly. Wait a minute. The boy's got something there. Women will never vote for a man who doesn't like their children. We'll have Sadsack going around refusing to kiss babies. It can't miss making him unpopular. Come on, Satsack. We'll go right over to the park. You mean you two fellows have been out all day refusing to kiss babies? Yes. I'd go up to a mother and say, I'm candidate for mayor. Is that your baby? Then she'd say, yes, would you like to kiss him? And I'd say, no, thanks. I don't like to kiss babies. And boy, would they throw him a dirty look after he refused to kiss their kids. Oh, he's certainly unpopular now. Mr. Twitchell. Not again. I can't believe it. I can't understand it. It's impossible. Give me an aspirin. Give me poison. Better yet this time, just 
stab me. Well, now what? Look. Look at these headlines on every paper in town. Sad sack refuses to kiss babies to win votes. Would rather lose votes than take chance of spreading disease. <laughs> Board of Health now solidly behind GI candidate. First sanitary politician to run for office. What a mess. The more he does wrong, the more they want to elect him. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Twitchell. I don't know whether there's enough time left to make him unpopular. There's just one more rally for him to speak at. Oh, it's no use. Uh, Wait. I've come to a decision. As long as I'm so popular, why shouldn't I become mayor? Only a good one like Judge Saunders would be. Instead of pretending I'm a fool at this last rally, I'll be myself. Oh, no change, huh? <laughs> yes, there will be a change. As long as I'm so popular, I'll promise the things we veterans need. New houses, decent jobs, and honest administration. Sandsack, if you'll do that, then I'm behind you. Go to it. Son. Thank you, Mr. Twitchell. Well, Sad Sack, back from the rally already? How'd it go? Oh, fine, Mr. Twitchell. Your candidate, Judge Saunders, is a cinch to get elected. I do. Huh? What do you mean? Well, this time, when I wanted to be elected and told him that I'd spend every dollar it takes to get the things this town really needs, guess what? What? Boy, did I become unpopular. The Sad Sack returns in just a moment. Well, for once, Sad Sack, Mayor Reject, has gotten back into his girl's good graces by being unsuccessful. We find him now with Lucy getting back. Sad Sack, you may not be the mayor of this city, but, oh, you'll still be the mayor of me. Oh, Lucy, don't say that. Why not? I promised Chester when I took office that I'd cut him in for 50% of my jurisdiction. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 